Welcome everyone to the Evermoral Podcast. I'm Jessica, and I'll be your Dungeon Master for today's presentation. We're a group of casual gamers who tend to emphasize the role-playing aspect of the role-playing game. Today, we are here with... I'm uh, Sean, and I will be playing... Bastelar of Clan Carrickstatrian, the Blue Dragonborn Artificer. I'm Bill. I'll be playing Dory Lejeune. He is a human paladin of Torm, sending into Avernus to save his wife and child if they are still saveable. I'm Stacy. I play Keithra Jackbloom, a tiefling hexblade. I'm Fairsai. I'm playing Xerneth Uribis, the frosty Eladrin ranger. I'm Scott. I'll be playing the role of Bodynock, Gravel and Turn of Baldur's Gate and in the Forge Father's name, otherwise just known as Bodynock during the game. He's a Forge cleric dedicated to the gnomish god Flandel Steelskin. Alright, and we, one of our other members could not make it, it today, which is Victoria, who usually plays Imzo, who is a wizard. So I will be playing her in her place. In this campaign of Descent into Avernus, our group is known as the Resolute. What happened last time was when the Resolute talked to the woman they had saved, Harkina, um, they learned she knows Doray and is trying to make her way to the High Hall Cathedral with her two boys where she believes a lot more survivors are hiding there. The party then went towards Torm's Bridge where they experienced an earthquake as the entire city seemed to shake back and forth. Once they gained their balance, Imso attempted to send Tiki ahead to watch through her familiar's eyes, but another earthquake had caused Tiki to die in the process. The party then ran into a strange philosophical rock who was questioning the value of life and its place in this world. Doré telepathically communicated to the creature and helped try and answer some of its questions, with only left the creature with more questions as the party moved along. On the way to the bridge, the city ended up shaking again, and Dory and Rhea ended up losing their balance, almost falling off the city to whatever is down below them. With quick thinking, the party was able to save their members. Once they got their balance again, they made their way to the bridge where Dory had noticed holy symbols of Torm on them and decided to activate them. Once he did, the entire bridge was enveloped in a holy light and the creatures on the bridge guarding it were killed. Once across the bridge, they witnessed a baker Dore knew back then as Pilster, who was making a deal with the imp to sell his soul to feed his starving family. After trying to convince him, Bastilar shot the imp, killing it instantly. Angry that he was not given a choice, Pilster was going to leave, but Cernus found out the contract in its convoluted language stated he was also actually selling the soul of his entire family. After that, Pilster asked to accompany the group to the cathedral and the Resolute ended up also finding a soul coin that was dropped by the imp when he was killed and found out through Gorgoth that it contains the soul of a person and is the currency of the Nine Hells. Bastilar pocketed the soul coin and the party made their way to the cathedral. Once they entered the grounds of the cathedral, the party saw a few dead bodies and the partly destroyed Grand Cathedral and waiting for them at the doors are three big black hounds with refugees in tow behind the party. And that is where we're starting again. So as you guys had realized, the guards are dead in front of you. You do see the hounds guarding the doors, but you currently don't think they noticed you. What do you guys want to do? It's a tough call. I don't know if we can sneak this many people past any kind of animal senses. What are they doing? 
what they're doing is they're pacing back and forth in front of the doors of the cathedral. And like they kind of like stop and sniff the air a little bit. And what really stands out is they're, it, they kind of seem to glow as if there's fire within them. Hey, you locals, do you know if there's any side or back entrances into the cathedral? Uh, Harkina looks at Pilster. Maybe, but most of the time people would just enter through the main doors. Well, of course most of the time they'll go through the front doors, but any proper cathedral must have a secret passage or two. Rhea kind of like pauses. Uh, there is a problem. The cathedral has a defense mechanism built into it. A defense mechanism? Yes. So the when anything is broken inside, like windows, um, the doors around the cathedral close shut. That also seems like a safety hazard. I have an idea. It might work or it might not. And how risky is this might? Well, um, I have a spell. I can create an illusion strong enough that it will appear there. I'm thinking those creatures up ahead might like something tasty, like, let's say, really delicious sheep. What do you might think? distract it for a moment. To move it away enough until they attack. And then it goes away, but while they're distracted, we can move people in, yes? But the doors to the cathedral are closed, right? Yes. So how long will it take to open them? If they've barred the inside, I imagine it might be a while, at least a minute or two. If they've been under siege for four weeks, they may not be opening the door for anyone for any reason. Assuming that people are in there. Are there any side windows we could climb through? That's the um, mechanism I was telling you about. What happens if there's a fire in the cathedral? Well, it is built to be very big and very tall, so smoke inhalation's gonna be a while. Yes, but I mm -hmm. mean, still, if there's a fire and a window breaks and then everything gets sealed up, that sort of is a interesting approach to safety. I wouldn't be questioning how a cathedral was built a long time ago. Uh, I'm actually on the line of... That's a ter terrifying scenario, Zonas. Very terrifying. Realistic. Like, Excuse me, this entire cathedral is in hell right now. Yes. Um, but we need to think of a plan. I threw that one out there of distraction. And if anyone else can come up with something. Well... I hate to be this guy in the scenario, but if we are going to usher in refugees after this time, it would be great if we could get them through the front door, which means breaking the siege. Is it possible that it could be the cathedral itself could be connected to some sort of crypt or undercroft nearby? We might be able to sneak through. There's a cemetery in the west. I don't think there's any direct connection. And it's safe to say that the holes in the cathedral are way too high to climb in a brisk pace? Yes. It's getting quite obvious to you all that the only way through to the cathedral is the front door. Zerneth rolls her eyes. What a terrible cathedral design is this? Well, it's kind of meant as a fortress, admittedly, but... Yes, but a fortress still allows movement. I'll submit a complaint to health and safety? Supposed to get things in and out if they only have one door. Anyway, uh, going to Keithra's idea. It might be hellhounds. I think that's what they are. The emphasis on the hound means anything. I don't think they'll be fooled by illusions for very long at all. So no distraction on... No tasty distraction that's not real. Heightened sense of smell and taste and hearing. 
We should be thinking about a kiting strategy where we don't get fire breathed on us. What about a loud noise to the side? Well, they appear to be advancing. So, uh, there's that. Turn its size. Um... If I'm right, and these are hellhounds, they breathe cones of fire. Don't stand in groups if you can help it. Hmm. Any of the non-combatants, get away as far as you can and follow when it's safe. Duray. Well, before things get messy, can I see your sword? Oh, yes. All right, body knock. Pulls out his holy symbol, waves over it, and mutters a few small prayers. There's a small white glow from the tip of his, from the end of his symbol. And Dore, and only Dore, can hear the sounds of distant hammers as I cast Magic Weapon at level 2. It's 1 on all attack rolls, plus 1 on all damage rolls, and your attacks all count as magical, just in case. I don't think we're talking our way through, so much appreciated. I kind of figured. Now, what I will say, though, is it might be better for us to get in there first. You know, for the first time. Mm. Well, if you'll notice, Bastilar has moved off to the side. He's crouched down and he's looking down the sight of his heavy crossbow, aiming it at one of the dogs. I think I can assist with this, with the early kiting as well. Give me a second. I hope this works down here. Zernith is going to ready her bow. Who has the highest perception? Is it passive? Is it you, Bastilar? I'm at 16. I think it's Zernith. Zernith. 17? Zernith is also 16. Okay. Anyone higher than that? No. No. Okay. This dog, this lovely hound up here, the one closest to the tree, you know, pauses and is sniffing the air and then goes back to sniffing the ground and then moving up as he's sniffing. It looks like he's going to approach and come in for the lunge. Zernith is going to shoot it. And Basilar's going to shoot the one on the right. right. Keither's going to ready her sword by summoning it. Uh, looks like we waited too long. Let's go, Dore. Right, so Zondor breaks into a run, and Bastelar takes his shot. All right, so the two that took the shots, can you roll your attack rolls? Certainly. Second. I believe there's an extra plus one because there's no sun to the attack roll. All right, so you rolled the one that you noticed was sniffing, right? I believe and... Zernith shot the one that was nearest to the tree. Basilar shot the one in yeah. front of him, essentially. All right. And Ozondor ran after the one Zernith was about to shoot. All right. Zernith, your shot misses, but I think you have a second one, right? Oh, are we doing like a full attack round? Yeah, you guys shots initiated attack. All right. Well, I mean, dang it. <laughs> I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. You gotta... All right, so you're casting Hunter's Mark for your second turn. Can I do it like that? Yeah, because you took an action, right? So how many actions do you have per round? Um, If this is like an actual first combat round, a Hunter's Mark, I believe, is a bonus action. Yep. So I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on that one. Okay. And then... Oh, the red just matches the red, so... I'm just going to post it so I can actually see what it does. All right. And then she's going to take her second attack, and she's actually going to give it an element. Um, see my thing. She's going to give it cold damage. All right. Um, okay. So that hits. So how much is the damage? Uh, give me a second, because now i got to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, I deal an extra D8 instead of a D6, and then uh, that's going to be cold damage for... For my weapon damage. Okay. Um, so as your arrow hits, um, the ice like kind of like um, springs from the arrow, and then it kind of melts on the hellhound, but you still hear a yelp from it as you're hit it directly on. So that is how much damage in total you said? Uh, one second. So that would be what's going on. <laughs> uh, fifteen plus six, so twenty-one. Okay. 
All right, so that would be the end of your action, right? I still, if this is like the first round of combat, I still have one more. Okay. Uh, that's a surprise round. Yeah, you guys okay. did the surprise round. So would the next round be the first round of combat? Yes, but the surprise round is considered the first round of combat. Because the thing I'm looking at is this. Yeah, essentially a surprise round is the first round of combat, right? So would I do my Dread Ambusher this round? Because she does have two attacks and then she gets an extra one her first turn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So this is the first round of combat for you. Okay, so then she has another attack. Yeah. All right, that mm -hmm. hits. This one's... I need a D8 for Hunter's Mark and then a D8, I think, for Gloomstalker. Yeah. Um, plus nine. So that's 21. Um, she's going to make this one... So let's keep it normal and see what happens. Okay. So as the second arrow comes in, it hits him directly in the mouth. He yelps out really loud and you have a... F and then he kind of like is falling a bit to the ground, growling and looking everywhere around him. He looks very, very injured. All right, Bastilar, for your surprise round. Oh, wait, did you move up? I wouldn't need to. 80, it's within 80 feet. No, no, I meant for Zerna, sorry. Oh, Zerna. Before yeah. I jumped to you, yeah. Oh, sorry, I had myself muted. I don't think she'll move up. I think she's still within her range, so. All right. Yeah, she's got crazy range. All right, Bastilar. So on my first shot, I did a 23 to hit. Okay, so that one hits. And it does 14 damage and magic piercing damage. Ooh. All right. And the second shot? Second one was a 22 to hit, and I rolled Got an 11 him. for magic piercing damage. All right. So, like, the first shot hits into it. As it, as it hits into it, uh, the Hellhound kind of, like, tries to move to dodge it, and it hits right into its side. And just as it's about to try and grab that arrow, the second arrow kind of skims it right into its ear. All right. Now we're on to the actual match. All right, Sterneth, you're up again. It's time for a bit of rinse and repeat. <laughs> She's going to take another shot at the same dog. All right, roll to hit. I think that would be a 17 instead of a 16. That hits. All right, and then there's a D8 because of the hunter's mark. So 17. All right, how would you like the this to go down? How about a little unpoetically? <laughs> just, a, just a mean shot to the leg. So the fir at first, when you start plumbing it with arrows, the dog's like looking back and forth, like where was that coming from? Sees you, and just as it sees you in the party, the third arrow comes in and hits it. All right. Well. Uh, second action? Yeah, okay. She's going to switch her mark to the dog in the back. Way in the back? Yeah, way in the back. Is that a bonus or an action? Oh, it's a bonus action. Oh, actually, I have a question, right? Because it says subsequent turns. So would I be able to move it on this turn or would I have to wait for another turn? Subsequent turns. Yeah, if the target drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on a subsequent turn of yours to mark a new creature. Oh, yeah, that just means that it, it happened because of you, right? So it's like the direct effect right after you dropped it. That's what that means. Well... I'll move my mark to the doggo in the back. All right. And take my second shot. I'm assuming a 26 hits. Uh, yes. So sad. So it's going to do nine damage. So as your arrow goes to hit into it, it, it kind of like seems to move just out of the way and it skims the side of it. Ugh. All right. Rhea's turn. Well, it looks like uh, Zerna took care of one already. Rhea's going to comment to Dore. Kiting them isn't a bad strategy. All right, Rhea is going to move up. Careful, careful, Rhea. They can move just like any other dog, except these ones breathe fire. Might be too hot to handle. They're real hot dogs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bastelar takes a point of psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> so that one 
it's 55, 50 feet. Uh, if they breathe fire, Bastelar, how well can a Zondor take it? He is a metal dog, after all. Wouldn't he melt? Unless Keithra yelled that, I don't think I'd hear her. I'm about 50 feet away. Get Ozondor out of the kitchen! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So she's gonna do the double move action and end her turn there. Imsil. So I was actually trying to see what that spell does. Imsil's gonna have to move up. I believe Frostbite is... 60 they take. Yeah. They do the constitution save. If they fail it, they take, in this case, 8 damage and get disadvantage on their next attack. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of spell slots left, so she's going. I'm just gonna use some of her cantrips for now. Okay. Um, so we're gonna do the Frostbite, which I already rolled anyways. Uh, DC 14 save, 8 cold. We're just gonna attack the one Reyes in front of. That I think Bastler did a good chunk out of already. Okay. So he does not make the save. So. That's all. Huzzah! <laughs> um, so you guys suddenly see a frost kind of just start forming on that uh, hellhound, and he kind of yelps as it as he's trying to start to like you guys kind of see fire springing from his mouth as he's trying to throw the fire onto his body to get rid of the frost. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty sure Bastelar's gonna die of psychic damage before the battle's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which brings us up to this hellhound. Well, this hellhound is going to think Rhea is going to be a nice little snack. I mean, she is pretty cute. <laughs> a tasty dish. You guys uh, watch as the hellhound charges towards Rhea and then opens up its mouth as it flames uh, fire from it. Um, and you guys can see that the fire uh, spread to a 15-foot cone. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Da -da. Oh, I don't have enough uh, dice on the dice roller for that. Well, that's, oh no. That's an ominous <laughs> statement. <laughs> oh no. Are we actually going to lose Rhea? We're <laughs> just talking about it. We were joking about it earlier. What the heck is this thing doing? Oh, there we go. Roll six. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so you guys see as Rhea tries to flame, try to jump out of the damage of the fire, but doesn't make it and ends up getting burned. Not like the area didn't already smell like burning flesh. <laughs> uh, and Hellhounds do not have two attacks, so on to Bodynock. Alright. Bodynock waddles his little gnomey butt up 25 feet. Let me just confirm that. Okay, so he gets about there. Let me just go ahead and move him. Alright. Now, which one of the, which of the two Hellhounds looks bloodied? The one right above Rhea. The one right above Rhea? Yeah, that then, one's um, has frost and then two arrows sticking out of it. Okay, then that guy is going to get a heaping helping of, just gonna confirm something, Sacred Flame. That is a DC 13 deck save. Heavy on the radiant, light on the flame. Uh, uh, it's not fire, right? It's just radiant. It's radiant, yes, it's holy damage. Yeah, it does not save. Oh, in that case, Bodynock holds up his holy symbol calls out the name of Flandel, and from high above, a shot of pearlescent white flame strikes into the Hellhound. Minus eight damage. He, is he still up? Oh yes, he's still up, but looks very, very injured. Oh, shoot. All right, well, in that case, I'm also going to throw off a healing word to at level two, now level one. 
a healing word at level one to help bring Rhea up a bit. That is an extra four hit points. All right. Yes, he's channeling the second spell he hears in the background. I don't think throwing fire at the fire dogs makes sense, body knock. Trust me, I know these things. Now let's go. Anyways, yep, so she takes four points of healing as Bodinok calls out a quick prayer from his holy book. And that's my turn. All right, next up is the Doggo. other hound, hound. No, she's too young. I mean, she is 16, so if she does die, we should feel bad. Yeah. That's anime protagonist age. I'm pretty sure she's immortal. Does Bodinok has the resurrection spell yet? <laughs> As you guys saw, the one that's like on uh, with frost, like he's trying to like get the frost off by warming himself with his flames. He seems to get frustrated, and when Body Knock's uh, lovely uh, radiant damage hit him, he 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 looks right at Rhea, thinking it's coming from her, and reaches out to bite her. Oh no! She's tougher than you think. So you guys see as the Hellhound bites into her flames coming from its uh, mouth as uh, the bite just cleaning on her. She yells out in pain as she tries to fling the dog off her and it takes her a little bit. And you guys have a feeling that that really hit hard. And she's grappled? No, she f she flamed the dog off, so. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, I guess Brightside had also cauterizes the wound at the same time. <laughs> True. I'm sure that's exactly Very what she's thinking. you're up. Okay, so Zondor is going to run up behind Heckhound number two that just roasted Rhea and bite its butt. It was actually the one above her that roasted her, but... The other one, butt bit. All right, uh, that is a hit. Just so... seven damage on that one. Yeah. Bastelar unloads on his usual target. If his 22 hit, then the 23 definitely hits. That's 12 magic piercing damage. That's the one at the top, right? Yeah. Okay, how do you want this one today? Where did you want to... So it, it already got shot in the side and it got shot in the ear. This one goes and... right in the eye. <laughs> so this goes flames right into the eye. And as it flames right into the eye, the Hellhound just bursts into a thane of flames and disappears. And he takes his second shot at the remaining dog. Does not roll nearly as well to hit. Uh, no, that's a miss. 14 doesn't hit? No. As the arrow okay. is about to approach it, uh, it seems to open its mouth. Shoots a little bit of flame at the right time as the arrow just goes to dust. Well, the arrows are technically made of lightning. Yes. But this dog is being bitten in the hindquarters by Ozondor, so we're good. All right, Keithra, you're up. All right. So Keithra is going to move spaces. She's gonna look at, point her glowing blade, glowing blue blade at the Hellhound and cast Eldridge Blast and miss the first one, clearly. <laughs> and possibly, yeah, miss the second one. Oh no, the second one it hits. I think oh, that just it? hits. Nice. So the Hellhound takes 10 damage. Okay. So you guys see as Keithra points her blade, yells out Eldritch Blast, the green flames flame from it and hit right in front of her. Kind of like pretending it never happened. She yells it again and the green flames hit the <laughs> Hellhound. It kind of just sizzled out, <laughs> glared at the blade, kind of hits the blade. <laughs> like work damn it and then pointed again to shoot green flames envelop the flame what it's force damage so yeah okay it affects it um so, so you said 10 right yeah six plus uh her charisma modifier so 10 yeah, yeah. all right dore you're up all right time to get my lazy palette and self in gear uh not much i can do though he's kind of in double movement range so i will move to help oh, three four five six seven eight 
And that's my turn. Right. Oriana, the lovely wizard, disappears. Sounds about right. Uh, Lulu is staying back to help protect uh, the NPCs. You guys kind of hear all in your heads a a gentle voice as she goes, You got this! Aw, best cheerleader. Uh, Harkina is actually going to ready her bow. I think there's enough distance for her. It's a long bow. It's 150 feet. Double check. Yep, it's a longbow, so she's going to shoot at the hellhound. As uh, as she goes to get her bow ready, Derneth, you notice the rose that she's notching seems to glimmer a little bit. A silvery kind mm-hmm. of look. Bonus action, the archer can add 1d10 to its next attack row. Alright, this mom is protecting her kids. Mom. Uh, 11 damage. Not bad for a commoner. So the, the uh, silver arrow see, hits into the hellhound. He yelps out, and you're getting the impression that he's actually very injured. All right, Zerneth, you're up. All right. Well, I mean, she's just going to rinse and repeat, take another shot. Not sure if I've ever cast a spell on best. Yeah, 17. That is a hit. How would you like to do this? Oh, is that damage alone going to kill it? Oh. Well, um, We're like we'll make it equally it. unpoetic. Actually, we'll go for the neck. Let's let's make it a nice neck shot. Oh no! As the hellhounds looking at Duray, looking at Raya, looking back at Raya a little hungrily, as if it's getting ready to finally finish its meal, the arrow hits into his neck, and you guys hear a yelp as he bursts into flame and disappears. A pile, oh, leaving nothing but a pile of ash. And it Not so hot, Zondor just starts clawing at the space where its body would have been. Almost like it's annoyed it's not there. <laughs> well, um, the lovely little commoner crew down here, Harkina kind of hangs up her bow, hugs her boys. That could have been a, gone a lot worse. You're a pretty good shot, though. Thank you. You're not bad either. They're in the chuckles. Let's bring up the refugees. All right. So you guys are going to bring up the refugees. Can I just do a quick perception check just to see if we have anything else coming from nearby? Possibly yep. drawn by the signs of combat? Maybe, like, Keitha will approach them. Maybe go the other way to Zernith, who's an incel who's leading the refugees. Uh, just not be- towards the bodies? Actually, children. can I check the bodies for any arrows? They're, gets they're, a little ash in his eye. <laughs> uh, Zernith, you're, you're pretty keen enough to tell there's no arrows just from looking. What a waste. With your passive. They, 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 those guards did not get killed by arrows. Badenak would like to check on the young paladin. Yes. Um, she's kind of like, you notice she's kind of like dusting off so there's burns on her. Her clothes kind of slightly burnt. Oh, uh, hey. Yeah, hey, how you holding up? You took a nasty shot. Took a nasty shot back there. Want to make sure you're okay. Thank you. She kind of points to her leg. Well, actually, no. She points to her arm where she actually blocked the attack, and you can see like those claws, that those bite marks that went through, like they went right through her arm. You think you could do something about this? Uh, yes, I can. Here, uh, body knock holds his holy symbol, and she hears in gnomish a brief prayer. He then holds out his hands and he casts Cure Wounds again. Uh, cure Wounds again at level one. It'll bring her up another nine points. Nice. See, now she she thanks you and you know she also quickly banishes the rest of the arm. Let's get you inside. Let's get inside where we can catch our breath. Certainly. Even though he's probably not the best person to be doing this, looking like a literal monster, Basilar is at the door knocking. As loudly as he can. He just yells, We have refugees! Open the door! 
Marta Noct turns to face Dora. Uh, you should probably probably be our face on this one. Would you mind uh, going to help Big Blue? Oh, that's going on. Keithra's going to cast Minor Illusion to make a shrubbery to hide, well, the bodies to appear as shrubbery, not to traumatize scare, the children. Traumatize the children. <laughs> and just keep casting Minor Illusion and gesture to the rest of them to keep going until they're away from the bodies. The refugee crew comes up with Imso in tow. So as you're knocking, shouting if anyone's there, Dory coming up, you guys wait, 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 no answer. Can I hear anything? You can try. Might be perception? Perception, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you definitely don't hear anything inside. I suppose I should try the obvious of just seeing if the door's locked. Yep, so you go to push open the doors and they open. Bastler oh. kind of looks at that in surprise. That's, oh. This place was oh. under siege. You might want to form a... Before everyone goes in, Keithra is at the bodies. Did they have anything, like the guards have anything on them as identifiers? So you could say, hey, Greg, such and such, just in case they have family or anything to bring it. Like, these guys died outside. Like modern day dog tags kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. You can try a perception check on that. Okay. Well enough. Jonath is going to have her bow readied. Yeah, Basilar gestures to Body Knock and Dore. You might want to stay by the refugees. I have a feeling this is, uh, it might be too late. I think I was in front. I don't think I should take point on this. Aren't you the optimist? She looks at Bastilar. Bastilar is looking through the doors and sees a bunch of blood smears. Turns back around. I have good reason. Keithra, you find nothing that would identify. Okay. Basilar steps in, does a sort of navy seal, holding his crossbow up, looking left and right, up the corridors. Keithra's gonna make her way up. Does a half jog over to the, where the bodies are. So, right. uh, you... She turns to look at Body Knock. You open the door that quickly. Oh no, that wasn't me. That was that. That was, that was Basilar. Basilar's strong, but hmm, I don't like this. So, as you guys enter, at the top of the stairs leading up to the cathedral, an archway opens into a long hall containing eight columns. Some of the columns have been carved to represent Torm, but the infernal magic of Avernus has warped the others to represent likenesses of a winged female devil wielding a luminous sword. Various paintings along the walls here view images of mortals making deals with devils, being killed at the hands of fiends, and suffering torture. Those familiar with those beautiful hallways would know the paintings once view images of strength and valor of Alterel's people. You guys also kind of hear the children of the families kind of, oh no. as they're coming in, seeing the bodies at the doors of the soldiers and clinging to their parents, trying to bury their faces. Well, <sighs> Estelar checks the body he's closest to just to see if he can get any reading on how recently they died. Yes. So as you check, checking over the bodies to tell, I'll need a medicine check. Okay. With advantage? <laughs> Are you trained in medicine? Nope. Then no. <laughs> so as you check the bodies, you have a feeling it's fairly recent. They look like they've been dragged. You definitely are seeing bite marks that are very similar to the guards outside. Is they dragged towards the door? They were dragged inside. Oh. Because that's how you lure in survivors. You don't advertise. Wrestler turns to the party. Are we sure we want to commit to this location? Yes, very sure. Oh, okay. Can it stick something into the door? The cathedral door? Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely stick something if you could find something. 
Or you want to bar the door? I don't know if I want to bar it or if I want to crack it open just in case. So we want to wedge it. Do all the doors open or just the one that we tried? The the door opened into the cathedral. Yeah, but there were several doors, right? Or is there only one? It was like two baked doors that you were able to push open and they opened easily. And there's still a chance that the survivors might have barricaded themselves further in. Let's hold on to that. There has to be hope. Right? Bastelar gives her a very doubtful look. On. That being said, we have to assume every inch of this place is hostile. Well, well I don't see us sneaking through a large open corridor, so... Crossbow right, back so up. I'm proposing that I go first. Is there a lock on this big door? I, you can't tell there's one. Oh, I, this place has seen better days. Alright. Well, right. Oh, sorry, what, what is Sorry, if she doing? can find a small piece of debris, she's gonna wedge the door slightly. Just so it doesn't look like it's open. So you you can find crumbling stone outside. You're going to have to carry it in. Tiny. This tiny piece. All right. So for the other crew, as Sarnath is getting a stone from outside, as you enter the foray, as you enter through the wooden doors, a great room opens up to you, filled with two circular stairs leading upward. The room is filled with chairs and tables piled up on fire, with blood covering various areas of the great marble floor. You can hear a whisper echoing among the walls of a gentle, echoing among the walls. The whisper is of a gentle and calm feminine voice, but it's very difficult to make out the words. Can is we determine because... the language at all, or completely it, it, un? It, it, it's hard to tell because it it's definitely somewhere deeper within the cathedral. You guys could try a perception check to see if you can hear what it's saying. Despite having the observant feet, I am the least observant person in the world, but I will try. I don't know, you've rolled pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> the first time ever. <laughs> The words being said are in common, and as you strain, you're realizing it's probably from the back of the cathedral. If you want to try to make out, you might have to step in a little further. It's on the plan regardless. All right. As you guys get further in, the whispering, you're able to make out the whispering a little bit better. Did you guys want to try making out what the words are? or? Yes. Seems like it might be important. All right. Another perception check. That's a better roll for me. <laughs> <laughs> Basilar goes to listen, it's only- Oh, the tinnitus is back. <laughs> Keithra is distracted by Bastelar's weird twitch. So, Cernith, okay? uh, we're gonna pause for a sec. Cernith, you were able to put the rock in the door quite easily. It's not- it's not wind open too much, is it? Nope. Um, Imso is been studying the art along the walls, looking at them very carefully, if anyone's paying attention to what she was doing. I'd like to say I am, but I'm a little distracted. Mm -hmm. Pretty intensive right. situation. Yes. All right. So, Dore, it's actually, I actually technically gave you advantage. So you're, you're hearing the words, and it starts to become quite similar to you. My lord the true, sitting on your throne in the lonely citadel, which rests on Mount Celestia, and true heart bordering Mercuria. May your name be praised. May you be worshipped for all eternity. May your justice be brought through all the realms. Give us our duty as we accomplish it in a fashion that only you could show us and protect us from all incarnations of evil. It's a prayer to Torb. That means they're survivors. Or that they set up a magic mouth in the time I've been gone that repeats a prayer. <laughs> Let's hope it's a. Let me just do a quick check for Rhea. Anyone who's proficient in religion could probably make a religion check with that prayer. Oh, team healers. I'm not proficient, but I have a plus six in religion. 
because I am proficient. I am a proficient. I'm just trying to get that. There it is. Skill check, religion. There you Ooh. go. <laughs> Body knock. You pick up on it. It's not just a prayer to Torm. It's a prayer specifically to ask to basically consecrate a place in the name of the god. I really ask the party. Concentrations are huge. They're extremely powerful def defensive spells. It, something like that could clear this place out of whatever taint or devil influence might be or might be messing with the world, messing with reality. So it's like the bridge. Like the well, not that extreme, but at its core, yes. So do you think it's an enchanted mouthpiece, like Dore was saying, to say this prayer? Or do you think it's a person? I think it's a person. I think devils especially mean this prayer specifically is an important one. I don't think devils would want to risk something like this. Rhea, does that sound like, does that sound like Claire to you? Uh, I'm, wait, what? Rhea was looking like she's thinking as if she was trying to place the voice. And as you go up to say that, she goes, her eyes widen. I think it is Clara. Estelar sees something from afar. So he walks towards the fire pile. He starts pacing back and forth, trying to like see if he can see past it. Doray, up here. We have an opening. Oh. Come to Rhea. Mzell, are you going to join us? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just, I think the paintings are moving. Wait, what? What do you mean the paintings are moving? Uh, take a look. She moves out of the way. You throw up and a look at the paintings. As you stare at the paintings, you could kind of see like a haze of movement in and out. Teeth are gonna go. Like, Teeth are gonna detect magic. All right, detect magic. Uh, you pick up that the paintings, and as you look at the around you, the mosaics, the tapestries, they're radiating a lot of illusion magic. You have a feeling that's what's causing the paintings to look the way they are. So, what do the paintings look like? The paintings look currently like a demons making contracts. Okay. So it's like they cast an illusion on all the paintings? Yes. Or that Avernus is just doing that illusion. You're not entirely sure. Could I roll Arcana to try to determine that? It, it's definitely something you could try, but remember, it would be knowledge that you would have had of the Nine Hells beforehand, which you don't have a lot of knowledge because not a lot of people talk about their time in the Nine Hells. Right. Because not a lot of people make it back from the Nine Hells. Booting us? But I can try. You can see it would be more of, I would say, a history check. You're you're, you have not heard anything like this. The books that you did research, you know that Avernus is known to have a lot of illusions, but you're not entirely sure if this is the cause of this. Enzel, in all your vast knowledge of being a wizard, do you think that Avernus is causing the paintings to warp like that? Imso opens up her book, kind of flips to where she takes the notes. Hmm. Oops, wrong roll. I'm... From what I understand, Avernus is known to have a lot of illusions be played around random people that visit it, but I don't know too much about it. Okay. Oh, oh it looks like they're running. We probably should catch up. Yeah. Alright, so while that conversation was happening, Bastilar oh. and Doray. Okay, so Bastilar stops the race, is coming up. Times like this, 
You really must miss, Silhouette. He just advances slowly against the wall, just to see if he can spot anything. All right, Dory does that. Bastelar, is that enough to stop you? Dory still has enough to think a little bit tactically, though he's definitely reacting on emotion right now. All right, so as you guys approach into the hall, so this is before you enter the hall, as you guys rush into the next area, you hear the whispering voice stop and low growls echoing across the walls, similar to the hounds that you have fought earlier, and a scream echoes in the distance. And as you guys rush into the next area of the cathedral, you hear a loud grinding noise and a click. And as you enter, you see a giant altar rest on a raised dais, and it's in this broad hall. Made of beautifully polished teak wood, it takes the shape of a gauntlet hand clutched into a fist. A large lever stands next to the altar, suggesting that it may have some sort of mechanical function. That was Clara Dore. Um, so you guys uh, see Dore and Rhea rush past you. Uh, uh. And as they're rushing past, you guys can see on the other side of the room, the creatures coming out. Dore, um, Rhea, shut. Takes up his crossbow. Uh, Keither point, readies her blade and points. Standing before you all is a coppered armored humanoid figure. On the face is a mask of gray with red for eyes and a halo made of metal above its head, holding a halberd and beside him two growling great hounds of black with bared fangs and a reddish glow as if fire was in them. These ones are looking a little bit more mangy looking than the ones you fought earlier. They 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 don't seem to notice you as they run up to this altar looking around it. Are you are you still running with Rhea, Dore? Yeah. Okay. So Dore and Rhea are seeming to ignore you guys as they keep running towards here. Well, Bastila is going to, since they're not doing it stealthily, they're going to be noticed. Yep. He's going to run across to their flank, and he's going to take a shot at the big guy. All right. Keither's going to follow Bastler's, uh point, and after he fires, she's going to Elders Blast the Halo. All right, we're going to point. start initiatives and see who strikes first. Because Rhea and Dore were so fast that those two would have caught on right away. So as soon as they heard the two heavily armored people running by and turned away, Bastler comes up and just shoots them in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right. never simple, is it? All right. Um, move all turn. There we go. All right, let's get us the initiative orders here. Man, if I could roll over a five for initiative, that'd be super. No way. <laughs> now, there is something special about this altar. I just got to remember. Now, in this case, would I get the surprise round again? Since I was shooting him in the back? Sorry, what... Sorry, I was reading something. What'd she say? Would I be getting a surprise round on this? Uh, yeah, because you probably took the in the chaos for it, right? Yeah. Would Keith her also? Because she followed Bastelar's example. Oh, I thought you were trying to stop them from running. No, I said I ran, followed Bastelar, and readied her blade to do an Eldritch Blast after Bastelar shot. All right. Yeah, we knew that there was no way we were going to stop them. <laughs> we're not stopping those two. <laughs> All right, surprise round for you two. In his armor, Dore is kind of 230 pounds of 18 strength paladin. It takes an effort. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Rhea's <laughs> still fairly injured, though, guys, and you know it. It doesn't help. She's probably limping from earlier injuries. All right. So for Bastelar, you're shooting the armored person? Yes. Okay. 
the big guy. The, let me see, where's the miniature? This guy. You know who it is? The Maragon. Yes. Again, I, I have Maragon. a Descent to Avernus minis. I just, um, like I changed, yeah, I changed its face to who it was serving, so. All right, so both have hit. So you shoot um, one, like you quickly shoot one crossbow after the other, hoping to down him before they manage to get to Dore and Rhea. Both of them hit into his armor um, and it's force damage, right? Or electric damage? Uh, force. Force. The electric okay. is just a flavor thing because Basilar is a blue dragon. Yeah, all right. So they both hit right into him one after the other. Um, so in total, minus 15, plus 12. All right, Keithra. Um, following suit, you fling your Eldritch Blast. Also did Hexblade Curse as a bonus action on the Maragon. All right. So what is the... So both of your attacks hit. Can you um, add up the damage for me? So total damage of 23. Right. 12 plus 5. It's hmm? a lot of damage just for Eldritch Blast. Oh, because I got I get, uh, Eldritch Blast is plus my Charisma modifiers, plus 4. Mm-hmm. That I add to the damage. Then I also, with my Hexblade Curse, I add plus 3. So 1 plus 4 plus 3 is 8. 8 plus 4 plus 3 is 15. So you go 15 plus 8 equals 23 damage for both of them combined. Can you, like, unlimitedly use Eldritch Blast, too? Can't trip. Yep. Wow. All right. Level six, man. <laughs> Can kill. Um, on that note, you have downed it. So how would you like it to die? <laughs> well, so that was uh, very anticlimactic, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Bastilar helped. Or epic, Bastilar. depending on if we're picturing a cutscene here. Bastilar weakened it, okay. <laughs> All right, so how would you so, like to do this? Keithra's her final Eldritch Blast that downs it. She's going to basically spin her blade in a flourishly motion and point it, and she's like, Die, baby face demon and make it explode but she said it in uh infernal all right so the demon downs in front of you well the devil not demon blast in a greenish blast and that brings us up top to the next round so let me just order us out here to zernith also just want to say after she did that she kind of does a little victory i did it i hit it (laughs) and then looks embarrassed Sorry. Looks in her direction. I think you did far more than that. <laughs> All right, she can do it. Okay, so um, Zernith practically skips out, and there's just a strange twinkle in her eye. She just seems absolutely elated for some reason, and she's gonna cast Hunter's Mark on one of the hell hell. Can I see past the statue? How big is the statue? Statue is big. You can't see past it. Oh, let's see what I can do then, because I also have. All right, I actually have an extra ten feet. I can measure things. There's also holding your action, so you can hold it until the hellhounds move up. Are they going to come for us, though, or are they going to go for Rhea and Dore? You can't predict that, unfortunately. Well, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. I'm going to use my face step. So as a bonus action, I can teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space I can see. All right. So Xerath is kind of skipping up <laughs> rather quickly with a, a grin on her face, and... I'm gonna warp behind you guys. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. So, That's all, like all of a sudden, Zernith appears behind you both. Yeah, Keithra was kind of watching Zernith and then it's like blinked. But so I'm just going, <laughs> then when she behind, she kind of jumps a little bit. Ha, ha, never mind. Place Hold is on. quite thrilling, isn't it? Say, when. And she Zernith. takes a shot at one of the doggos. She's gonna go for. There's just a strange twinkle in her eye, this one. <laughs> so, here's her first shot. 
All right, so that hits. All right, she's going to do her second attack. And that one misses. And she's going to do her third attack. And that one this, hits. This one also has a D8 attached. Did you hunters mark one of them? No, because oh, I use my bonus action to face step. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what's the total damage? So that's 9 and then 15. Plus the D8? Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, That was with the D8. So 9 and then 15. Because the, the other 15 missed. Oh, um, in total. Oh, sorry. Um, I can math. 24. All right. So you guys see Xernus suddenly appears behind. One arrow flames between you guys. A second arrow flames between you guys. And a third one. Rapid succession of each other. The first one hit the hellhound right into the leg. It yelps out as the second one comes towards it. It's totally ready for it. It burns that arrow in the air. But then the third one hits it right right in the face. Absolutely filthy. Bastelar very slowly looks over his shoulder when he hears her say that. Gives her a look of, what the f*** is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Kutho's kind of like, hmm, I'm okay. Kutho's blade's gonna look at, uh, in the direction of Xerneth before its eye goes back to looking at, forward at the hellhounds. Xerneth is Rhea. just grinning. Rhea is just seeing red right now, unfortunately. Rhea, you are hurt. You leave this to me. Oh yeah, you taught her how to smite, right? I did. Yeah. Alright, she's gonna rush in, uh, sling down with her longsword. Bad, um, but I don't think that'll hit. No, misses with that one. And then as she misses with the first one, goes with the second a uh, second hit follow-up, another miss. She really should have listened. She's seeing red right now. Clara's in danger. These things could have hurt Clara. Not really seeing much clarity right now. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Psychic damage. <laughs> you people are laughing, but I am legitimately taking this health off every time. <laughs> no! That was outside of game. You can't do that. Uh, the one that got injured, no wait, the one that's here, is going to be happy that dinner was just delivered to it and chop at Rhea. Makes sense. Yep, unfortunately everyone and hits oh no so he chops onto Rhea. Rhea uses her other good arm to try and block it it grabs onto it fire springing all over her she kind of cries out in pain and is looking and is having a lot of difficulty to shake it off until she kicks it off her and the second one looking at Rhea, goes in for the bite and misses so as he goes to chop in, possibly finishing off Rhea, she manages to kick it into the face before it even gets close to her. All right, Bonnie Knock, you're up. Rhea is oh. not looking good, guys. I don't think Bonnie Knock can do much. All right, Bonnie Knock has to... Gnomes are slow, people. Bonnie Knock waddled, waddled runs his butt into a, into a dash. I move, I move a total of 50 feet. That gives me a bonus action that I can use to cast. The only bonus action that I've got that could possibly work here, which is Healing Word. And I will get that bad boy out at level three at Turea. I'm gonna bring her back up to, <laughs> that sucks. No, actually, it should be the two of them together. Yes, that's so the higher eight. level cast adds to the three, so eight. It's not good, but it's something. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. Keeping her standing. So Body Knock does a quick dash as you guys watch him move, and then he does a, a little prayer to... Flandel. Flandel, and Rhea glows a bit as she looks like it's helping to stop the bleeding. 
That's my turn. All right, Bastilar, you're up. Let's get a little closer. And so is Ozondor. Check something really quick. Okay. Ozondor is going to rush, use his action to get down to Rhea's side and prepare his deflection. And Bastilar is going to unload on the one that is was gnawing on her. So the healthy one? If that was one that was biting her, yes. Yeah. The other one she kicked in the face before it bit her. Yeah. How bloodied is that one, by the way? He is looking fairly injured, but not like on its last legs. Okay. So I'm good with this one then. Is that first one hit? Uh, yes. Falls it up with one that does not hit. No. But Ozondor has the one distracted and Bastelor just shot one in the back. He's noticing a pattern of ever since he got to hell, he's shot a lot of people in the back. He's starting to wonder if this means something for his morality. It just means you're becoming an evil person and you're going to collect on those inspiration points, right? I mean, he does have a soul coin sitting in his inventory, currently playing with his head. Yeah. I mean, or maybe things shouldn't turn their backs to you so often. That is true. That is a fair statement. Anything else? He turns around and shoots Zerneth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's everything. Keithler's gonna move up. So she was there. Five, thirty. He's moving up trying to get the dogs. A different snack? Yeah. So they stop biting on Rhea. And she's going to do almost a anime magical girl spin with her blade and point it at hellhound that is the one that is most injured all right and cast her first eldritch blast that hits probably doesn't count as flanking from that far does it no no yeah too bad so eight damage for the first one and then she is going to do another eldritch blast again at the hellhound for 10 damage all right so as you shout eldritch blast blasting two blasts at the uh, creature one hits it and then the second one hits it as well and it just brain to green flames and yelps out it almost looks like he fell to the ground but he's got up back on his four legs hey ugly over here she kind of like do you shout that in common no she shouts it in inferno (laughs) they might not like the ugly comments you hear some growling in response from both of them all right this wasn't a good plan or it was a good plan we'll see all right dore you're up all right just trying to just now if i if I get an extra attack per turn, that's only if I take the attack action, right? Yes. All right, so that is not what I'll be doing. Uh, seeing right. my protege in trouble, I will simply walk up behind her calmly, lay a healing hand on her shoulder, and infuse her with 20 points of Leon Hands. And then, Take. once I'm satisfied that she will not be dying anytime soon, I will kind of superimpose myself between her and her opponent as much as I can. And that's my turn. Alright, so you see as your lay on hands quickly heals up the burns and Scott left. It might have disconnected. Rhea, maybe Bastilar, and definitely Keithra can kind of detect a little bit of smoke coming off Dory's fingers. Smoke. He grits his teeth smoke? and just kind of powers through it. Actually, actually, guys, it's almost 10. I'm going to step out, okay? No worries. I got. I, I gotta step out. I'm sorry, guys. Just. Well, no worries. I have a. Uh, just keep in the loop. I really want to see where it's going. Huh? For Assuming sure. direct control. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. 
You've got lots of, <laughs> yeah, you've got lots of spells. To, you've got lots of spells to play with. I'll be near my phone, so you've got if you've got questions, just reach out, okay? And remember, yep. you cast Spirit Guardians. Second it goes That's... out, it clicks. Wait, to be fair to me, they weren't in range when it first came out. Yeah. See ya. Trees. Have a good Bye. one. Uh, it's too bad he couldn't hang around any longer. So let's roll back. Um, so Doray had healed Rhea 20 points of healing damage. Anyone paying attention could see like the wounds healing up. And I believe something happened to Doray when he did it. Yeah, just little wisps of smoke coming off Doray's fingertips. He just kind of grimaces for a second. He be sizzling. Partially hidden. I don't think Body Knock would have a very good view of that, but uh, Keithra definitely would have saw it. Rhea couldn't help but see it, and uh, Bastelar is about 50-50 from where he is, I think. I would, say, I would say Bastelar would probably think he's seeing things because of the smoke in front of him. Yeah, there's that too. And there is a Hellhound. That is awesome. Uh, Rhea kind of looks at uh, Dore. Are you okay? Am I okay? You're the one getting eaten by dogs. She kind of look, like quickly glances around the room as well. It's like, I don't see her. We'll figure it out. Keep your eyes focused. Keep your head in the game. Yes. All right. Next up, Imso. Imso is really far back. <laughs> Imsel is in the gallery watching the portraits follow her from corner to corner. <laughs> really creepy. <laughs> I mean, someone could stay with the refugees. Yes, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Oriana and Perkina and Lulu are staying behind. That works on a couple fronts. Oh, and they got Lulu. I'll be Lulu's okay. And they can stand anything. Lulu's the double killer. All right, so that's Imso's max movement. So let's take a look what Imso has. I think Lulu was planning and plotting against us. Um. So, yeah, she can't really do much right now. She can dash. Yeah, I was thinking that she'll probably have to dash. So she's going to dash up here to gain line of sight. Would probably still stay close to the body cock. Oh, hi there. Uh, hi. Oh, that's what you guys are fighting. <laughs> Looks over around the statue. Fasten. Zernith is just grinning and slightly mumbling to herself. All right, Zernith. Absolutely filthy. Everything's filthy. Blood, fire, smoke. Corruption. Corruption. And she's gonna at the same dog she was shooting before. All right, roll it. All right, so as your arrow hits into the dog, he downs to the ground and goes in a will of fire. Filthy. Absolutely corrupt. And she takes her second shot at the other dog. All right. Holy jeez. Even on a natural one, you roll a 12. Jeez. I know. Her. All right, so that's 10 damage. Yep. There's nothing fancy right now. All right, so your arrow hits into it. What damage are you choosing? Uh, none. It's just regular. Right. The bow's magic, I guess, but... <laughs> All right, Rhea is up. Now with her newfound uh, healing strength, thanks to a certain someone, she is once again going to bring down her longsword of mighty justice and hits. So Rhea brings her longsword down onto the creature. Now she does not have a magical weapon. She does have smite. She does have smite because Adore taught her smite. So I need two D8s. Ooh, sucked on the one there, but... Yeah, it's pretty average. Mm -hmm. So as she slings down her longsword and hits the, the hellhound, magical radiant energy comes from her longsword and just hits it as hard as well. So in total, she does 15 damage, and then she goes in for another blow for her extra attack and completely misses. It would have been poetic justice. Right down to the hellhound's turn. 
I'm a very smart creature, I said. Uh, six int or so, I'm guessing. As smart as my horse. I'm just thinking if he's like the type of person, creature that would run, but he's not. So he is not that smart. He is probably going to go for another bite. Why do I roll high for them, but not when I play Rhea? So he goes in to do another bite against Rhea. Dory's going to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Yeah, Dory comes in. Protection. You try to put your shield in front, but the hell hell just jumps just out of the way and bites into her leg. She yelps out as the fire sprawls up from its bite as she kicks it into the face to get it off her, but she took a good chunk of damage from that. Here's a little distance. Remember, you're not immortal! What perfume <laughs> are you wearing? <laughs> it's starting to say what kind of perfume she was wearing. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, possibly steak flavored. All right, next up is Body Knock. Oh, does she ain't show? Still the closest he can get. <laughs> Short legs. Uh, we'll go with Sacred Flame. So, in a slightly less dramatic fashion, Body Knock raises his soul, his mace of flandel, channels this holy spell, and sends flying a little gout of fire. Divine fire. It's a DC 13 deck save. And he saves. Takes no damage whatsoever. So uh, it, it, it almost like the Hellhound could almost smell the radiant energy and just seems to jump out of the square in time. All right. Does Body Knock do anything else? Other than that swearing and Gnomish? No. Yes. All right, Bastilar, you're up. Body Knock, language. Um, the butt. That's a miss. <laughs> also a miss. Jesus. Yeah, that was two misses. So Basilar kind of moves to get into a better sh shooting range, flames two crossbows, and the Hellhound just seems to duck in time for both of them. No luck there either. Lysandar tries to take a bite out of it. Gives Rhea flanking. All right. Yeah, I have a very unproductive round. All right, Keithra, you're up. We have the Spartacus Hellhound situation on our hands. All right. So Keithra is gonna move up and she's gonna attempt to whack it with her bleed so let's see and miss and miss <laughs> and miss should have just done eldritch blast but it's another target well, so she's so gonna be like <laughs> dodges she glares at she glares at the hellhound kind of glares at her her blade blade's eye kind of looks at her looks back at the hellhound she tries to hit again the hellhound dodges again just like come on it's right there can't you hit it the hot dog water perfume isn't it are you yelling at the sword kind of <laughs> okay all right doray you're up all right i will move into a flank with keithra and i will attack How, how's this thing looking for health extremely injured all right let's try a normal attack then Nice. Should hit. It hits. Normal damage? Uh, that's, no, 14 magical damage blessed by body knock. That's uh, right. Yeah. No? Then how would you like to do this? Dore will just kind of do a dosi do maneuver with Rhea, spin, and do a lunging thrust into the creature's back, pull it out very clean just behind the spine, severing it at the neck. As it severs, it bursts into flame and leaving nothing but ash where it once stood. Why couldn't you do that? Do I have to stab it in the back? And as the battle ends, Rhea collapses to the ground as she is currently unable to walk with her injured leg. Kithra's gonna go up. Are you alright? Yes, but look where they came from. See? Make sure Clara's okay. I'm on it. Doray, you tend to her. I will check I'm it out. awfully low on magic. Let Astala, let me go. I have one spell left. 
I can. That's all. Looks over his shoulder. I haven't used a single one. And keeps going. But can you go invisible? No. Mm? No, I cannot. So shut your trap. <laughs> your smart, attractive trap. Oh, and now you just walk ahead of me. <laughs> Does Body Knock have a healing spell? Check how many he's got left, because he used quite a bit. I've got, I've got one more left in me. Wait, Doray. Rhea nods to the altar. What's wrong with the altar? Don't you remember? The altar here was used quite a lot by adventurers when they went to Altriel. I can't say I ever spent a lot of time in this room. Body Knock puts another seven health back, focusing primarily on the leg. Thank you, but I don't think I needed it. I just needed help to the altar. Well, Dory will scoop her up and carry her. Alright, so as they go to the altar, uh, Rhea kneels down on it, and you hear the words of a prayer coming from her. Let me just find the role that she has. She gently touches the altar and does a little prayer, and do do religion check, and completely fills it. You, you almost see like a glow was going around her, but then it just suffers out. Too much pain or concentration. She kind of collapsed back down. If I remember this altar, um, if you pray to it, there's a chance that it can heal you. Do I get the sense that I could assist her with this? Um, you get the sense that no one can assist with it. It's only a one-time kind of thing until the next day. So it's, if you succeed, you get a free heal. If they all, you have to wait a day. Right. You stay here, Ray. I'm just going to wave everyone into the room so that they're not exposed. Oh, they're already here. Yeah, Body Knock okay, brings in the other refugees. They come in. The seeing something familiar, they seem calmer around the altar, which instantly the parents uh, end up bringing their children towards it, and same with Harkina's children. So they they stand there. Lulu's kind of like looking at the altar curiously. Imso goes back to looking at the paintings on the wall studying them, making notes in her notebook. Are there creepy paintings in this room too? Oh yeah, they're all over the place. There's so many different... Oh yeah, you're particularly at a certain area actually, but you moved away from it. Oh, around here? Yeah. Um, where you're standing, that barrier in front of you is like a little statue of that is like... You have a sense that you're pretty sure that the cathedral that is dedicated to Torm would not have a statue of a big devil-like creature stabbing a human. They're remodeling. Is there anything studying it curiously? As you study, like... It's almost like you could glimpse the actual image, but then like the gl the glimpse is quickly as you're looking at it, like the face will turn more hellish, and as you're watching it, it goes even more hellish. It's almost like it's playing with your mind and trying to give you the most scariest image as you're watching it. Fascinating. Lulu, does this place remind you of anything? Not really, Lulu says in your mind. Are you guys okay? That seemed like a pretty tough fight. Uh, we'll live. I protected everyone and no one snuck up on us, so I think we're okay. Thank you for that, Lulu. No worries. Even though I would have loved to be able to help take out down some uh, devils there with you. Or demons. I know you would. Uh, these, I believe, were devils. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Bonnie Knock. Yes, sir. That leader that uh, Zernath shot about 85 times. Uh, that ring the bells for you? I didn't recognize that particular type of devil. What would I roll for that? For what it type of devil it was? Yeah, or would I just not know? I don't know. Body Knock wouldn't really study too much of hell, would he? 
I don't believe he would have. No. Imso might actually know a little bit more, though, if she could be dragged from her uh, painting studies. Imso, we have a bit of a mystery for you. Imso kind of looks over his shoulder. A mystery goes up. What is it? The two hellhounds by the altar were being led by distressingly odd-faced devil that I didn't recognize. Do you care to have a look, see if you know what it is? Uh, sure. Can you lead me to it? Yep. I actually didn't get a chance to see it. Over here. And she'll follow. Just there at the body. Uh, let me roll if she recognizes it. Where's her history check? Destroy. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe it's called American. Any idea what it's usually used for? Yeah. Okay. She's thinking. I think it was written in uh, Mordecai's uh, tomb. Uh, something Americans can't speak. Hmm. She's like thinking as if trying to recall the information. If I remember, Americans... Oh yes, they're supposed to be souls of fallen soldiers, mercenaries, and bodyguards who served evil way back then. They're usually tasked with protecting something against intruders. Not sure what to make of that other than it's a bit smarter than the dogs it led. Yeah. She kind of like starts opening her sketchbook and quickly like writing down the info that she's said and the American. Well, if you think about it, it could be because they were looking for something. Hmm. There was right that- before, Right before, right before the, the chanting stopped, I heard a click and now the chanting is gone. Do you know if this cathedral had like different areas? Well, it's an open layout. Uh, we should more or less be able to see wherever we need to be. If, it, if they'd gone up the stairs, we would have passed them. So they must be off one of the side rooms, or hiding, or there was some kind of mechanism triggered. Okay, so I guess we're going to have to check out wherever that was. Where would you think a mechanism would be like that? Well, if I was hiding something, I mean, maybe the altar. It's already magical. Well, and it also did have that weird um, handle on it. A lever Wait, next to it. Yeah, a large lever is right next to it. Oh, for... Alright, I... I... Being still in an emotional state, Dory will pull the lever. <laughs> Wherever that might be. Alright, so as you pull the lever... Pull the lever! Wrong lever! And before <laughs> we jump to what that does, Bodyknock would notice that Lulu had went up to Rhea and put her little trunk on Rhea, and a bright light went over Rhea, and she completely was healed to full health by Lulu. Lay on trunk. Bodyknock kind of looks at that. That, that. That's quite the healing spell there, Lulu. Oh, uh, cure wounds? Well, it looked like a really strong cure wounds. Just saying, you did good. Cute, and she does a little dance around body knock. Rhea nods. Thank you. No worries. You need to stop uh, rushing in there. Yes, she does. I am sorry. I was worried. I wasn't thinking. I hope she's okay. You getting yourself hurt is not gonna help her. We need you to survive to find her. Alright, and while all this is happening, Bastilar and Keithra have come upon an interesting room. Full of corpses. Oh, yes. And what is that? Well, let me go to it. So, as you guys enter, this private chapel holds a desecrated altar with a decidedly fiendish air. Once dedicated to Torm, the altar's features have been defaced with 
blood, ichor, and torn strips of flesh, lashed together with sinew and in intestines. As you all stare at it, you could feel a hint of calm in the air as well, but it feels very faint. So it's like this weird feeling of horror as you guys are staring at it, but yet in the back of your mind, there's almost a feeling of calmness as if something was cast in the air. Can I detect magic? You do not detect anything. Well, that's a lie. You detect everything is magical because everything has an illusion around you. Every part of the wall is magical of illusions. You feel the magic coming from the altar behind you. You feel the magic from the altar in front of you. Okay, too much magic. She's kind of like rubbing her temples a little bit. She's like, too much magic. Now doing a cursory examination of the room just to make sure that none of the bodies has a family resemblance to Dore. They, the bodies that you're seeing look like that of guards and protectors, which is weird now that you're getting a more closer chance to look at them. You haven't seen any civilians yet. So Basilar got a crouch over one. Another guard. I'm starting to think wherever the civilians are, they're not here any longer. Perhaps they're somewhere safe. Optimistic. Someone has to be. Bastelor, what's wrong? Thing other than the obvious. Gestures yeah. around that all the dead bodies, blood and fire. Yes. <laughs> you definitely, you both are gaining a, a hint that whatever is going on in this room is definitely a religion thing, which we both know is not your guys' forte. Yeah. Religion? It's an altar of no. Torm. You know you can talk to me. I do. Let's just say the gravity of the situation is hitting me. Is there anything no, just going to like casually approach? Because she is curious about this room. Which one are you in? She's entering the altar room. Yeah, she came up from above. All right. This place is quite well, perverse, isn't it? Um, yes. Keithra was kind of like she put a hand on Bassler's shoulder and she was going to go embrace him into a hug and then Zernus is like, you Making know what? Awkward. I don't care. She hugs Bastilar. Zernus okay. doesn't care either. She's going to examine the altar. Bastilar, uh, I understand. I understand this is hard and talk about it when we have time alone, if we will have any time alone. But like I said... Oh, don't I'm let me stop you. you. You're making it really awkward, Zernus. She just laughs and studies the altar a little bit more. <laughs> Bessler said something in Draconic, and Ozondor just kind of bounds over to Dore, kind of nudges him towards the altar. Before we jump to that, because we got to do the mechanism, you two, you guys all in the room here, now that you're standing here, the feeling of calmness seems to be starting to fade as you guys start feeling your skin being dry and cracking. Ooh. You almost feel like your bones are being dragged down and you have a sense that this altar, the longer you're in this room, is not good for you. All right. Zerith kind of scratches the back of her neck. Well, that's a little unsettling. I think we should leave now and follow Azondor out. I don't I don't like this feeling right now. She kind of takes, reaches for Basilar's hand. It's, let's go. There's an odd moment of reluctance, but he follows. Going to the evil room. Zernus pauses at the altar and looks at it for a little bit longer before following everybody else out. All right. So before Osandor arrived to kind of bump Dore, Dore, as you pulled the lever, the hand opens. Okay, questions are being answered here. Is there like a, a tunnel in the hand? Is Are you keeping the handle open and looking at the palm of the hand? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yep, so I need a perception check. I've heard of that. As far as you could tell, it just looks like 
the normal altar, nothing looks off yet. Oh, that's a good roll. Yeah, definitely <clears throat> is just a normal altar. Nice. And just as you're like trying to think what this could do, Ozondar starts poking you, nudging oh, you. Hey, Ozondar. That's not like you. You don't normally go for pets. Did Bastler fall in a well? Um, you guys would be on your way back, so you wouldn't be. And by this point, Bastler's walking over. Not quite. There's an altar to your god in the next chamber. It looks like it's in the process of being. Yes. Okay, well, the solution to this seems uh, rather obvious. Uh, I've got a mechanical problem uh, with this lever that opens the gauntlet altar, and you have a desecrated altar to my god. Switch? Sounds like a plan. Just so you know, that room, it didn't feel right the longer we were in there. Our skin, well, I can't say it for everyone, but my skin started to feel really dry. And I had a very weird sensation with my bones. It wasn't a pleasant experience. Oh, sounds like a job for Team Paladin. Just be careful. Don't be in there too long, please. I'll be back. Is Earth is actually going to follow him too? <laughs> Freya's coming along. Lulu kind of looks and decides to come along, too. And Bastelar inspects the altar. I say the room is bad, and everyone goes to the room. She's going to stay outside of it, but she is curious to see. I assume Body Knock's probably going to go along with them, Mr. Religion Duke. He wasn't uninvited. I was having him sick with the innocence. Ah. Somebody has to. Uh, Imso kind of, like, points. As far as we got in, you push this forward, the hand opens up, you close it, the hand closes. Which, by the way, I'm gonna take off that layer for you guys. Bastelar kind of stares at the altar for a second, just says, Bane, tear, Torm. What's with all these gods and hand imagery? The hand of God protects you, perhaps? It's a gauntlet. On that note, we will go to the desecrated altar. So Dory, as you enter, you see you have a feeling of dread, but yet there's a hint of calmness as you kind of feel it in the air. You see the altar of Torn just covered in flesh and gore. Oh no. Rhea comes up beside you. Rhea, I'm going to need some holy water if you have any. We're going to try to consecrate this to the best of our abilities. Yeah, it looks around. I don't have any, unfortunately. Okay, uh, second choice. Can you make a religion check? Okay, I can do that. I guess Raya is a... Not bad. Religion, Raya, come on. There we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was paying attention in Sunday school. Raya kind of, like, looks at the room, looks at you, piecing together things that you're saying about um, consecrating the altar back, removing the desecration, holy water, and then her suddenly it's like something clicks. That prayer, do you think she was trying to fix it? That would make sense. I mean, it was my first thought I lunged in the room after, you know, the initial first thought. So, do you think there's a chance she threw holy water on it already? Well, there's one way to find out, I suppose. I mean, you kind of feel that in the air, right? That weird hint of calmness, but yet everything's just horrible. I think the job's half finished. Alright, I'm gonna try to fix this to the best of my abilities. Alright, so... Even if we can't fix it, we can... We can't leave it to file like this. No, certainly. I'll do my best to help you. Rhea kneels down in front of it, putting her hands together in a prayer. Do you... What do you do? Um, well, it seems like it's not a bad first step, so I don't know if you do it before or after what I was planning to do, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I will pray with her. Alright, I need you both to do religion checks, so I'll roll for Rhea. I'm consistent. 
Rayanith always fails at her prey rolls. <laughs> she went from so good at that 19 to so bad with that too. I'm just really bad at rolling tonight, I guess. She's had a rough night. Alright, so this is going to take a minute to pray to it. While they're doing that. While they're doing that. So, what are you doing? Ask Solar to figure this out. After so Imso's kind hand, of showed you. Was the hand open or closed? Currently, she's kind of doing it back and forth. <laughs> Imso, Imso, keep, keep it open. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. And then steps over. Have we checked did, did the you, rest of the... Did you get it, right? It opens when you move this way, and then it closes when you move yeah, the yes, other don't, way. Don't, 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 don't. She shows you again. <laughs> you got this, right? Does this make sense? Take a step back, Imzel. Him <laughs> having not giving a single damn about other people's religions, climbs up the altar and literally steps into the hand. While it's open, but slightly at the edge of the hand so the fist won't close on him. Alright, roll with advantage. What what am I rolling? Perception? Perception, yeah. Roll to attack? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not caring about religion, there's really not caring. <laughs> not my best roll. Not awful, though. No, roll also a religion roll. Because <laughs> I assume you're trying to think of what this is meant for. Oh. Wow. Ooh, wow. <laughs> so I'm blind, but I suddenly have a great understanding of religion. Really? <laughs> two nats? Two natural 20. So, you've, you've, you've read the basic religion stuff, mostly because body, you just want to try and understand body knock a little bit better sometimes with his ramblings. He is a weird one. Yeah. So, you, you've heard a little bit about the great, the Grand Hall Cathedral, the High Hall Cathedral, and how it's like completely dedicated to Torm. And you know that for a lot of offerings or rituals, they would place it upon the open hand of Torm during those time, times. So that's probably what this is meant for. So they Great open the hand, action. they put something in it, they close the hand, and the thing is gone. Is that the idea? You you think so. They don't really talk about the afterwards for some reason. Okay, so if I look specifically for, like, an opening in the hand. Roll another... Um, are you looking or are you deciding to just give up looking and feeling around? Yeah, I'll investigate. Okay, so roll investigation? Okay. Much better. Um, you feel around, you feel around, and then you kind of feel a little bit of a part of it being raised you pause you look down you like feel again and you trace it huh i've i've built things like this before this is a secret panel i literally built one earlier this campaign mm -hmm. bastler glances up at keithra i think we have our refugees we might want to check the rest of the cathedral before we take advantage but i think they're down here and he lifts the plat the door ever so slightly as you open it slightly you see a stairwell you're saying that in form fist yes that's what i'm saying so there is hope she kind of has like see there is hope you could stop being a negative this expression does not change at all besides <sighs> well we should go like you said explore the rest of the cathedral to make sure and then go down well yeah. done bastilla thank you do you need help down i think i'll be all right <laughs> he stands up lowers the platform back down to close it and it just jumps off unceremoniously have we fully investigated the bottom floor or the floor we're Not on yet there's still a few. I know Zernith uh, did a wandering around, um, but she probably has not told you what she saw, so. I think Ozondor wandered down here, but didn't do anything. Oh, he's not much of a talker. He is not. All right. 
<laughs> more of a biter. This is also true. Now, where these blue marks are, is this curtain or is this a wall? Those are walls. They're okay. they're like religion walls, though. Tapestries. All right. Okay, so Bastilar would gesture to his Imzel and say, "Check the southern area here, and Keithra and I will check the north." Ozandor, go with Imzel. And Body Knock, you have your charges. Uh, that I do. Well, lead the way, Bastilar. All right. So while they go off to go explore, after about a minute or so of praying, you feel that a few, like the feeling that you had earlier of dryness and crackling and the heaviness on your bones is starting to lift well if it seems to be working i'll keep at right. it another minute passes and it's completely have left the room you just have now a really dirty statue of torm in front of you Ew. well i'm not afraid of a little hard work maybe the mages can help us clear it now that we got rid of that weird feeling anyone with prestidigitation could do this a lot quicker than we can shall we go back and see right right Zernith whistles impressed. The oppressive air is gone. Are still the painting to... still weird? Yeah, I'm not fixing that anytime soon. That's illusion magic. It needs to be dispelled by someone a lot stronger and stronger in those ways than I am. Lulu is going to fly to Body Knock. Hello. Hey there, Lulu. I think they're gonna need some help cleaning that that statue. I can watch them for a bit. Uh, what, what statue? Oh, there's a desecrated altar of Torm back there. Oh, uh, yeah. just point the way and I'll take care yeah, of it. she'll point towards the back. Body Knock will pat the children on the head who are currently looking at his pamphlets, the names of which I cannot recall. In order to try to calm them in her very awkward way, Oriana has actually started casting little illusions that are like dancing for them and stuff to entertain the children. Ah. So he should distract them with his proselytizing. I mean, you can still try. Why not a two-for-one? Read the pamphlets while you watch the show. As those pamphlets are children-friendly, like, you can color them in. Like, he gets them crayons to color in. I don't want to make them moving pamphlets. <laughs> I mean, crayons would probably melt in hell. All right. So you guys... Oh, lordy! This is a, this is a mess. It's quite something, isn't it? Zerlith kind of, like, chitters excitedly. Yes, I think uh, we've consecrated it back to normal, but obviously we have to clean it up. So Body Knock walks up to it, kind of puts his hand so it's hovering just over, and just starts speaking in Gnomish as piece by piece it starts to clean up right. as he thaumaturgies it. So it's long and hard work, um, but after a bit, you have cleaned it. Let me just this thing here. Dory will spend the, some time moving the, the uh, bodies of the guards out of the room somewhere quiet, respectful. Uh, you, by the way, you should know that Big Blue did find a way uh, into the hand, I guess? Oh. oh. Now, I didn't see what he did, but it was something with the hand. That's probably where Clara went. We should head back. I think everybody else is checking out the other rooms just to make sure there's no survivors. Is there anything that needs to be done in this Rich room? Like, is looks it... at the bodies, checking them all out. Well, they all definitely look dead, unfortunately. Kind of a hint of sadness in her tone. Uh, all we can do is keep moving on, no matter how horrible it gets. She nods and then pauses for a moment. But they are all guards, so that must be a good sign, right? I'm not sure what it's a sign of. I wonder of. where the civilians are. Alright, so I'm going to go jump to our explorers. Where are you guys? Bastilar and Keithra went up, Imzel and Ozondor went down. Right, are you guys entering that room? 
to the north. Okay. Yep. So as you guys all enter the room, you see an altar to Torm. You have a sense this is held for private prayers. You see various bodies on the ground. Nothing else? Nothing of real interest? Just the bodies and the altar. Okay, Basilar will do what he did before, look for any family resemblances to Dore. As you start hovering over the body that's green, it suddenly jumps up. Uh, okay! Basilar puts his hand down, spins the body over, the body sh lurches up, and he takes a step back and puts his hand pushing the thing onto the ground. Uh, as you push the elven male down to the ground, he kind of like blinks and looks and is confused and looks panic and gets up to start running. Wait. Notices Keithra yelling, wait, notices I was about to say, between a dragonborn and a tiefling, probably Keithra not. casts mage hand to do a visible head, grab his, uh, grab his, uh, shirt tunic or whatever he's wearing kind of slow him down it doesn't slow him down <laughs> oh for the love of running after him well he he is so panicked he's barely knowing where he's looking and slipping everywhere so you end up catching up to him do you grab him yes all right um i need you i mean it was either that or the guy was about to get the thirst will special through the leg <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jesus. as you grab, this is a shot. as you go to grab him, he's running. Um, you need to roll athletics. So you grab him, and he's like, he he kind of like cowls, and it's like, don't eat me. Excuse me. We won't if you behave. Kind of looks at Basler. <laughs> really? Call the bluff. Call the bluff. We are friends of Doré Lejeune of this city. We are trying to rescue the damn civilians from this hellish torment. He kind of looks confused. Who's Doré? Paladin of this cathedral. Oh, uh, we're friends. We're not meaning you harm. Calm down. He pauses, and then he, it's like, his moment of panic didn't recognize it, and then looks. Oh, uh. Tiefling and Dragonborn. And then he takes a breath of sighs. Okay, I'm sorry. I just... This place messes with your mind. It's hard to tell what is what nowadays. We found more survivors. You should come with us. Yes, um... My name is Keithra Jackbloom, and this is Bastilar. More friends. So please don't run. I'm going to let you go, okay? Nods. If you know Filster the Baker, he's... With us. I don't actually know a lot of people of Altriel. I came here to uh, visit and shop and chaos happened. Believe it or not, we're not in too different a situation. We're from Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah. But Kithra's gonna slowly let him go. Uh, Zeltern O'Branch is my name. Well, it's nice to meet you, Selter. Thank you. I, uh, all of us were hiding in this, the cathedral, but they broke in and there was so much chaos. He looks at the guards and looks away. I, I didn't know what to do and I just, I just laid there and stayed there, laying, hoping they wouldn't tell and they, they didn't. I applaud your instincts. They saved you in this case. Yes. I was, um, I've been using the Goodberry spell to help uh, people with the food shortage, but I don't know where they went in all the chaos. Fortunately for you, we do know. It was Bastilar who figured out where they went. Ah, uh, I see. Um, Let's get you back to the others. Do you happen to know if anyone was hiding on the top floor? I, I have no idea. It, it's hard to know because we were all here originally, and when... The 
the devils attacked, it was utter chaos. I can only imagine. Come on. Seltarin will follow you guys off to the group of survivors. Okay. When he sees them and all the children, he kind of like looks at them, all of them, and then kind of moves back a little away from them, as if he doesn't feel like he belongs close to them. What's wrong? Sorry, what do you mean? Why are you moving away from the others? I I don't know them, and I mean, I hid. I didn't fight. You survived. How is that any different? Listen, you cannot change the past. You can only change the future. Don't let your actions of the past taint the future. You can do things now. Believe me. Yes, believe me. I was not so heroic in my past. But everyone can turn over a leaf. You can step up now. Sides. The strength in numbers. You said it yourself. You have this spell. Goodberry that was helping with food shortage. I think that would help. Rations can only go so far. If you have a spell that can create food, you can be very helpful. All right. Please don't give up hope yet. He nods. He's still like, he goes a little bit closer, but still not too close. Just almost he wants to give them distance. All right. So while that's happening, do you, the guys in the lovely now not desecrated room, uh, are you, what are you guys doing? I think we were just heading back. Uh, yeah, I'll just walk walk through the the uh, tapestry, head back to the altar. All right. As you guys get back to the altar, kind of look around it. You guys can see that there is now a survivor with the group. Well, well done. You found someone else. Yes. We were considering checking the second floor just to see if there's any others. Seems prudent. Zara's gonna look at him curiously. Who are you? When you look closely at him, you can tell he's more of a nature sort. The way he's dressed, clothed, you, you get a sense he's a druid. Uh, hello. He kind of looks shyly as this big, tall, beautiful elf lady is walking up to him. <laughs> What condition does he look like he's in? He he looks like he's in full uh, health, but he looks like someone whose spirit is slowly wavering. He does have a bit of blood covered on him, which might have been how he managed to pretend he was a body. Not anymore. Press the digitation. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. He <laughs> says to the gnome. Zerna kind of looks around. How long have you been here? Been here for a few days since the attack on the cathedral. But what exactly happened? Well, what part is exactly what happened? Well, I mean, step one, how did they get in? Step two, guess how long have has everybody been dead? <sighs> phrasing of, the phrasing of the question gets an eyebrow arc from Bastila, but he doesn't say anything. Maybe um, it would help you all if I just explain from the start. Um, as you all know, he looks at the others, the other survivors he found. Four weeks ago, Avernus uh, fell. I mean, four weeks ago, Elturel fell into Avernus. It was chaos. Everyone was running in the streets, screaming, crying, surviving, fighting. It was so much to keep track of. Anyone who was close enough to the cathedral knew the best way to hold up was there, as the devils and demons started attacking us. When we made ourselves inside here, we closed the doors and used some of the fire around here to try and uh, hide ourselves behind it. They never seemed to go out. He says, pointing to the burning furniture. And as he points at it, you guys kind of notice he's right. Like, it almost looks like the furniture's not burning, just the fires are internal. I'm gonna not question that so much for now. Um, do you know if anyone is hidden away upstairs? 
I don't know. Um, once the attack happened, when the doors got flinged open, it was chaos. Wherever they went, who went to where, I have no idea. How many days ago was this? This would have been at least a few days ago. Well, we're, we're here to try and make a difference in any way we can. Yeah. I'm Sir Dory Lejeune. He pauses. Sorry. Lejeune. That's right. Are you related to Lori and Theo? My wife, yes. Uh, very related. But not in the weird outlying community way. I would hope so. Uh, you're her husband. Have you seen Lori? Yes, uh, she was the one that was leading us earlier. Oh, that's not good. Or maybe it is. I don't even know anymore. What happened to her? I, when the doors opened, she, she tell, she was screaming for everyone to retreat, to follow her. I don't know where she led them. And... Well, I've come a very long way to make sure that she gets out of this place and do everything in my power to make sure that when she gets back to wherever it is on the material plane we're sending her, that, uh... Any survivors, including a force yourself, go with her. Yes. Um, he kind of like shakes his head. Like there was so much chaos when those doors opened. So much devils and demons. I we were very lucky that Loria, Loriel, and uh, her daughter were here, and it was just so much. Where did I'm the sorry. demons go? They did have an entire city to prey upon, as opposed to the hard to get into holy sanctuary. And what did they just come in here and then leave? Well, if they couldn't figure out how to operate the mechanism, uh, I mean, there's only so much looting and carnage you can create. They've been stopping by in here often. I will hear their footsteps echo down the halls and lie down on the ground and don't move. It seems to be working because of the blood of whatever demon or devils around cannot smell me, but... Oh, there's uh, sorry. There's been a lot of them stopping by. I don't think they... Some of them even left the cathedral. To that, I think Bastilar just glance upward. Cathra will do the same before looking at Bastilar with still, like, concern in her eyes. Like, she'll look back down. I know that this has been a chaotic time for you, friend, but my daughter, Lori, Lori's daughter, uh, do you know what happened to her? Clara, she was she was fighting with the guards. I don't know what happened afterwards. She's a, she, she is a very strong fighter. Well, if, if we can find them, I'll pass the compliment along. Rhea, upon the mention of Clara, kind of runs up. Is she okay? Is she unharmed? Really in front of this person's face, like, asking a bunch of questions. Uh, Poor guy. Rhea, he doesn't know. How is she, was she doing when you did see her? Uh, well, she was, Clara was one of those people that always seemed to find the bright side of things. She tempted to keep the spirits up by telling stories and doing little tricks and trying to sing songs, but apparently she wasn't very good at singing. Well, it's good to know that Altria, um, Avernus has not changed her much. Well, uh, she, she takes after her mother. Very remarkable lady. Jonathan's gonna move away and look around a bit more. Not to interrupt, but did we want to check the second floor or not? I do. I can't remember what's up there. It's probably changed since I was last here. But if I were hiding, uh, up would be an option and down would be an option. Really anywhere but the main floor. We check the whole main floor? Zerna kind of looks around curiously. No, what did Ozondor and Ismail find on the bottom in Zell? Mostly all they really found was... Bodies. Bodies. Dead bodies. That sounds right. Yeah. Of guards, again, no civilians. 
as as you guys all talk about um, your exploration of the first floor cathedral, there there seems to be a common trend coming along, and you guys are starting to kind of piece together. So there are a few things that stand out: the paintings, anything that has to do with art and stuff of Torm or Ultriel has now been warped and deformed with weird illusions. The reason why there's plenty of light is a lot of the walls have torches that is cast with continuous flame. And the other thing that really stands out is every single dead body you guys are running into is of guards. Or of druid feigning death. Yes. And by the hint, uh, by, <laughs> um, it's only been a couple days and Selturn has also hinted that he believes a lot of the devils have not left. Which implies they're on the floor above us. Well, we can't lead them to where I think the survivors are. We have to take care of it on the second floor. Well, it looks like both staircases on this side of the cathedral are collapsed. We'll have to head to the other side of the flaming wall. Ryak looks at those staircases that Basilar's talking about. Oh, oh no, that makes sense. That was to the residential quarters. The tower that was hit by by the rock. Oh, yeah. Ryak sighs. That makes sense why those are collapsed. Oh. The other stairwell was only accessible to those of um, the clergy, so I have no idea where those led. It's worth investigation, at the very least. Well, uh, I do uh, forget that uh, not everyone has my constitution. Are you all in need of a rest? Is there really time for that? I don't think... This would be a safe place to rest right now, Ray. That's, that's fair. I just sometimes forget that, you know, people need to rest. I'll turn looks. To be honest, um, I've been having to play dead almost every hour. Oh, you're plenty rested. <laughs> Well, Eltern, you can join Lulu in defending our... He gestures to the other refugees. Our friends here. Because we are going to have to explore the second floor, which may be riddled with devils. Might be best to secure your position here. Oriana nods. Thank you for a moment. Hmm, I wonder... A, a thought? Any for your thoughts, or Oriana? I'm thinking, um... I believe I might have something to help us out. Um, I'm just trying to think of how to make it help. Hmm. Um, why don't you try maybe speaking it out loud what your ideas are? She blinks. Uh, sorry? You said you might have an idea, right? Ah, yes, 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 yes. So she says that as she holds out her hand. And what she holds out is a crystal bead. And it starts to glow. And as it glows, you guys see a barrier spring around them in a 10-foot radius around her. Is that a force cage? Um, and she looks and goes, a what? Sorry? Is that a force cage? Oh, uh, no. It's a globe of... Um, Jeez, what is it called again? She mutters to herself. Um, globe of invulnerability. Oh, wow. So, um, I think that should protect us from anything that happens. Bastilar is once again staring at her like, How does this child know all of this power? Well done. That should keep everyone safe. Kitha looks like relief on her face. It's like, I don't, I don't have to worry about these people dying or right now i'm really happy about that so shall we get going then yes time is of the essence potentially anyway um don't worry oriana says i got them here why don't you guys all head up and i will make sure everyone's okay very much appreciating besides you. you might need a backup healer with all that magic so lulu will be quite useful are you coming Imzel? 
Oh, uh, M. Selk, who was staring at another painting, writing her notebook. Yes, yes, closes and catches up. Well, at least you can't say it hasn't been educational. All right, can everyone gather in the marching order that they want to go to the next area? Oh, wouldn't you? All right, well, Dory's going to take lead unless someone stops him. Well, Bastelar has been pretty reckless this whole time, so he's been either the front or second. Heathrow's gonna be right behind Bastelar because it's like I gotta, I gotta try to stop him from being so reckless. He, he's, he's not a Doray. <laughs> I don't think gonna hang out near the rear. Raya's gonna obviously be with Dore. Body knocks me saying to Raya the whole time, Are you sure you don't want to stay with the others? You're looking still kind of a little tired. No, I got this. Besides, I want to make sure we save everyone we can. And you're the rear, Cerno? Yep. Body Sorry, she learns all of my... Raya learns all of my good lessons and all of my bad lessons. <laughs> Alright, so you guys descend to the stairs. Charge! Which stairs do you guys want to come from? Oh, one directly ahead of us, I guess. We'll use the north steps. Situated atop this balcony is a magnificent pipe organ. Its ivory keys practically glow, even as its ebony keys seem to absorb all light around it. Has it been defaced like the altar was? Oh, it looks fairly clean, clean compared to the other places. You have a feeling that maybe there's a reason behind that. Keithra, would you yes. uh, care to check this for any magic? Uh, sure. The organ, that is. Haha. <laughs> I get it. So as you d uh, detect magic, you get a sense that the the organ itself is enchanted with powerful magic, and you feel an aura of enchantment around it. It plays itself. It's the whole thing's enchanted. There's definitely an aura around it. I do remember way back then, Dore, whenever you could hear the organ, there was always a feeling of calmness and sense. It would revive the tight around the entire cathedral. Do you remember that? Yeah, it I mean, attended, attended service all the time. I could probably fake a few bars, but it just seems like it would draw attention to us. Um, well, excuse if, me. If we are to draw attention, then wouldn't it be good away from the others? This is something of a choke point. Everyone seems to be gathering to the north, though. I'm not sure why. Keith are kind of like, excuse me, because she knows Basil are moving. <laughs> Hey, he's making a new friend. It's because... Oh, no. Uh, it's Oh, no. Because Bastilar <laughs> likes to jump ahead. But... Bastilar's going like... Ugh. He's not of the most stable mindset right now. Because my, my goggles don't don't uh, really go past 25, 30 feet. It's just a wall of black. It's supposed oh, to be like a wall that. of black, too. Yeah. yeah. So what are you guys looking at over there? They have, you have to go past it because it's. So what uh, is that? Not... Is that like a panel or something that's blocking it? Yeah. It's yeah. um, it's tape tapestry basically, shredded cloth. You just have to go under it. Oh, is that? Is this all that is? Okay. So you guys don't do anything about the organ? Well, I will try to ask Bastler and Keithra if they saw something this way, trying to keep the group together and all. Bastila. He gestures for her to be quiet and then points into the next room. So I can see a what looks like a person there. Yes. Aethra will slowly, like after she moved up next to Basilar. As you peek into the room, um, you notice that two defensive turrets uh, decorate the front of this area, looking down over the courtyard. There are arrow slits in the walls of each turret, af offering a view of the ground below. But are t And then you guys also see, as you're peeking in, the north 
Tarek contains a traumatized male human. He's kind of curled up shaking. Hooray. Right. Bastelar gestures back. I don't think this is for Keithra and I. There's... Mm, I understand. I'll, uh, I'll yell if he stabs me. Little soldier? Uh, he jumps up and looks, pulling out his blade, but as he pulls out his blade, it scatters to the ground as he's, like, lost the grip on it. Quickly jumps towards the blade to pick it up and then realizes it's a person. Kind of like pause, I want to die with embarrassment kind of look on his face and horror. And he just, he definitely does not look like in the right mindset right now. Rough month, huh? You can say that again. Worst time to sign up for uh, being a guard, huh? Yeah. Uh, I signed up a little longer term. My name's uh, Sudori Lejeune. I, I, I see. I he, he, like, curls back up and tries to hide his head in his knees. It's, uh, not the best defensive position I've ever seen, I gotta say. It's almost like he barely can hear you right now. I approach? You gonna be okay? No answer. Dory's gonna kneel down and gonna try compassion. Uh, There's survivors nearby. He looks up, blinks for a sec. You're, uh, Dore Lejeune, aren't you? I am. I'm a paladin of Torm. Do a persuasion check. Dory is okay at these. Convince a person you're not dead. What? No, it's more it's like a, okay. to, to convince him to not curl up in his ball again. <laughs> he he uncurls up, looks up, and looks very confused. Are you a devil now? No, no. Killed quite a few on my way in, though. I uh, found what happened to my home uh, and literally journeyed to this place to get my family back. He looks really confused, but we saw you. You saw me? I was there at the funeral. Ah, yes. The uh, tales of my demise are greatly exaggerated, you see. Do another persuasion check. Surprised you didn't call for deception on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, deception, sorry. Uh, same roll, it's plus seven. Depends when he rolls for insight. At disadvantage, because he, he's very scared. Oh yeah, he completely now believes you. So that must have been a fake then. Oh. Who can, who can really say what happened? Uh. <laughs> now, I will admit that uh, I was knocked on the head pretty hard a while ago. To throw everyone off the case, they must have faked my funeral. I'm your your wife, Lori. Lori, Lori she's, she's been doing a great job keeping everyone together. Uh, hoping to find her and clear it very soon. But there's some time to come and provide relief to... Uh, some soldiers like yourself who've seen better times. I am a wimp when it comes to it. Every other person ran down and I just stayed up here. Uh, survivor's guilt is a heck of a thing. I wasn't in the city when it fell. Neither was my, my comrade, Rhea. We feel the guilt every day. You know you didn't sign up for, though? A literal trip to hell. The devil's attacking your, your position. That wasn't what you signed up for. Definitely not what I signed up for, no. We're taking... We're doing everything we can to get folks like yourself back home. And I don't mean El Terrell, I mean back on, you know, solid ground where the sky is blue. I know you probably don't remember me, Dore, but I'm Trevac. I was, um, I was just, I was just entering as a guard when... Were you in basic training about ten years ago? Uh, yeah. I think we might have crossed swords. I think I might have been, uh, one of the ones that was sparring with you back then. Uh, you were. You told me I needed to stop favoring my right so much. And how's it going? I've learned not to favor my right. All right. Lesson learned. Yeah. What we need you to do right now, though, is walk down those stairs with us. 
we can get you to our companion. I believe she's some kind of arch wizard. She is defending everyone downstairs that we found so far. All right. Nods twice to himself, like, I got this kind of thing, and then stands up. I should be okay, putting his sword away. Good man. All right, Trevik, can you walk on your own? Yeah, I got, I can. All right. So head to the altar of Torf. Nod. You'll find uh, an arch wizard there. Something of an invisible barrier, but uh, if you tell her that you met up with us, she will extend that benefit to you. Nod. And as Trevik walks by, Bastlor look at Doré. Did he mention any others on the floor? Oh, that's a good question. Trevik. Uh, yeah? We could use some information about anything you might have heard over the last little while. Any survivors? Uh, no, I didn't hear anything, any survivors. However, confused as he's looking around, I swear I've heard scuttering like, um... Scuttering like spiders? Crabs? Other? I would say more like crabs. Okay, that's super weird, but that's kind of par for the course today. Wait, scuttering where? It's, they've been all over the floor here. Like this floor? Just recently, like, I feel like a couple hours ago. It's sort of just frowns. Can I see the ceiling? You can look up. Okay, I'm looking up to see if there's, if there's a giant crab or spider or whatever you could possibly describe it as walking across the ceiling. You do not see anything. Okay, good. Heather's gonna detect magic just in case. She knows that whole place is magical, but... Well, you already have I... your detect magic up, and the only one that's, like, dainty magic is the organ. Alright. Can I perception check to see if I hear anything? Yep. So, as you strain to go here, you hear a loud, Don't! As Rhea touches the organ. Ow. <laughs> Jesus. just blinks. Um. F sharp. You Sorry. Just have a very strong compulsion. It's alright. Alright, Trevix, that is probably going to attract some attention, so we're gonna need to double time it to the altar. Okay, on it. And he runs off, disappearing down the stairs. As uh, he does that, you guys hear the scuttering coming below you, Keithra. Oh. As you see around the corner a crab. A very big crab. Um. You guys are hearing more crabs moving. Um, um, oh, okay, um, um. There's a lot of crabs. Um, they're, they're big crabs. Are they big crabs? Well, they fill the same squares that we do, so they're like five foot crabs, yes. Um, um, get their points or blade at it. I mean, you know what they say, I, large I, organs, large crabs. I, I don't like this. And that is where we will end today's session. Okay, that concludes today's presentation. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. If you would like to support us, please uh, check us out at uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you.